If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 90. It's the sum of the parts is, is how I like to describe the mountain games that make it so special. Um, we never say we're the best yoga festival or music festival. We may not be the most badass whitewater <laughs> in the world. You know, we may not be on par with a, a Red Bull Rampage or a, or, or a Crankworks from, from a cycling standpoint. But when you mix all the ingredients of the mountain games together, and, and you, and you put it over four days and you mix in the art and you mix in the dogs and you mix in the family friendly nature of it, the kids, the families, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay. Now from the beginning. Hit it boys. Welcome to the art of awesome. My name is Nick Troutman and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and today is Monday, so we've got another phenomenal deep dive interview, and I'm just super stoked because I got to talk with event organizer Dave Dressman, who is putting on the GoPro Mountain Games. We dive all into kind of what goes into hosting such a huge and prestigious event, all the time, the events, uh, the music, just everything that really encompasses the whole Mountain Games as a whole. And yeah, I'm just getting really stoked because we're only a couple days away now from the event itself. So uh, as you guys can tell, I'm just fired up on it. But I think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation because again, we talk a lot about just hosting events and kind of just overcoming the obstacles that they went through with the whole COVID year and dealing with everything that that entails um, and trying to get back to a somewhat normal event and trying to overcome that with the obstacles that were in place. So again, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I'm super stoked on the event. Please, if you guys haven't already signed up, come check it out if you can. And otherwise, I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. Let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is Dave Dressman. Dave, you are an event manager, you know, a full-on professional with all sorts of uh, skill sets in marketing, you know, management, entertainment, uh, and you've worked with some of the biggest brands out there like Red Bull, GMC, Yeti, FedEx, Bank of America, some of the big ones. And then you've also, you know, with the outdoor sports like USA Ski and Snowboard and, and USA Climbing, uh, and that's just to mention a few. 
but you're also one of the lead um, organizers for the upcoming GoPro Mountain Games in Vail. Let's start off a little bit with kind of how did you find yourself in in that role, and then we'll kind of dive deeper into uh, the upcoming event in a second. Yeah, Nick, great to be here. Um, I, yeah, well, the company I work for, the Vail Valley Foundation, uh, is a nonprofit. We do a variety of different things uh, from event uh, organization and operation to venue uh, operation to uh, an entire youth education arm and a variety of events. So I wear a bunch of different hats. Um, I do serve as the event director for the GoPro Mountain Games, and I've had the pleasure of, of being a part of this project for 13 years. I was hired by the Vail Valley Foundation when we purchased the Mountain Games, then the Teva Mountain Games, from its original founder, Joel Heath, yep. in, in two th- at the end of 2008, beginning of 2009. And so I was hired as the sponsorship sales guy at the time and just signing sponsors and driving revenue. And I, I really kind of focused solely on that for probably my first five years or so, just bringing brands into the event and creating more of an experiential component to it. Um, and then come once really when Teva departed as the title sponsor and GoPro stepped in, I've been working with GoPro a really long time since they had about 10 employees so GoPro was a smaller sponsor of the Teva Mountain Games. And when Teva departed, GoPro stepped up and I kind of continued to ascend vertically within the organization and um, really took over that event director role sometime around 2015 or so. Um, and here we are now in 2021 and coming out of a pandemic and we're pumped <laughs> for next weekend. <laughs> I am definitely pumped. This is going to be awesome. I'm just... Even just, we've been in Colorado now for about, I'm trying to remember, like a week and a half or so. And as soon as I like rolled in and saw the mountains, it was just like, it felt like a homecoming for me. And I was just like, oh, I'm so glad to be back. Um, But before we kind of dive further into, you know, all about this upcoming event, I just want to hear, you know, your words of what you, how you explain the GoPro Mountain Games to someone who's maybe never been there or never heard of it before and I feel like few people probably have never heard of it, but but I'm sure there's some people out there in the world. Sure. And you you may be able to do this as well as me because I, you've been there longer than I have. I feel like, well, how old were you in, in 2009 when I probably first met you? Were you 18 I, at the time or something? I think I was 19 turning 20. Emily and I, I, I only remember 2009 because that was the year that I won Worlds and I got married to Emily and it was it was like a big year for us. But um, yeah, we've been going, I was trying to remember actually before the podcast, if this was year 15 or 16 going to the mountain games. And like what you said before, it was, it used to be the Teva mountain games and then now it's the GoPro mountain games and such. But, um, but yeah, we love going to it. It's amazing. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's, I'm very passionate about the project. I love all that it embodies. I love, I love the setting, the mountain setting. I love the people. I love the inclusivity of it, you know, meaning that anyone who rides a road bike can strap on some spandex and, and, and go to the starting line and compete against athletes who, you know, and maybe have previously competed in the tour de France. Right. And, and you've got, you've got your river rats and your cyclists and your yogis and you've got music and it's, it's about this. It's the sum of the parts is, is how I like to describe the mountain games that make it so special. 
Um, we never say we're the best yoga festival or music festival. We may not be the most badass whitewater <laughs> in the world. You know, we may not have the, the you know, we may not be on par with a, a Red Bull Rampage or a, or, or a Crankworks from, from a cycling standpoint. But when you mix all the ingredients of the mountain games together and, and, you, and you put it over four days and you mix in the art and you mix in the dogs and you mix in the family friendly nature of it, the kids, the families, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, and we're really proud of it. And, and it's, it's been an event that the Vail Valley Foundation, it's been like a staircase of growth. So even going from Teva to GoPro, you know, nine years ago or whatever that was, we've steadily grown and, and there hasn't been huge spikes or, or really any kind of declines over the years. Um, we've tried to really kind of stay at the forefront of the outdoor industry, the adventure sports world and, and music is a big component. So where, where do those kind of various disciplines intersect? We feel like they intersect in Vail at the mountain games very well. So, um, you know, for us, and, and we realize it's free is the other thing, you know, people aren't buying a, a $500 pass to come out. Everything is walkable. The setting of veil lends itself to this event. So, so well, you know, and um, so keeping it free and, and uh, you know, just giving people an, an overload on the senses from athletes, art, music, mountains, which is our tagline is, is a special thing and, and, and we're proud of it. And, and it's an event that um, we hope to continue to grow for years to come. That's amazing. I, I love so many aspects of the mountain games itself, but, but you touched on a lot of it. One, the fact that it's free Two, you're in these mountains and you really have done this just incredible job of kind of blending all these different things together, whether it's just different sports alone, it could be, you know, cycling, kayaking, uh, rafting, sup, all the water sports, but then you've got rock climbing, you've got running and, and then the whole dog jumping and stuff like that. And, and you've made it really family friendly too. Like myself, obviously as a, I've been going like what we said for 15 some years, but as of, I'm trying to think my son's almost eight. So as of the last, you know, seven or eight years, we've been a, a family ourselves and it's, my kids literally, that's all they ask for year round. When do we go back to Vail? Like that, it's like their favorite place ever to go to. And it's just, it really is this incredible experience for everybody, whether, you know, you're into yoga or you're into athlete or uh, athletics or, or you're just into the whole music scene. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's almost mind blowing that all of that exists in one event and it's free for, for anybody to come and use. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, pretty cool and super special for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And, and it, it's been a conscious decision. I, I actually remember sitting in GoPro CMO at the time, this was probably a year or two after they took over from Teva. And it was the conversation we were having was around, should this event evolve into more action and more of a professional, um, you know, skew, if you will, where, um, it's more spectator events and we're bringing in where it may be slope style mountain biking as a really good example. Do we go to a platinum, try and do a platinum level free ride mountain bike event similar to a Red Bull Rampage and, and really kind of go that route across a variety of sports or, you know, is it, is it the family, do we skew more towards the family friendly you know, this is something for everybody, whether you're a weekend warrior, whether you're an amateur athlete, a professional athlete, anywhere in between. 
And for GoPro at the time, who's been really a, a driving force with us as a, a fantastic partner, we, we were like, this is the family, you know, element of this is special. And, and we, we consciously made a decision to kind of start adding more youth events and waves and kids events and waves. And, you know, re, we've always been thoughtful, I think, about the brands that we bring into the games. We want, you know, endemic and, and uh, you know, outdoor brands alongside more mass, you know, mass brands, if you will. But we want them to be engaged and we want them to add value. We're not looking for partners to just write a check for a banner on the hill. We want, we want them to support the athletes, to support the community. And, and so really like bringing in the nature valleys and the yetis and, you know, and, and some of the, some of the sponsor, and I mean, there's 150 sponsors in a normal year, you know, at mountain games from vendors up to the, up to GoPro at the top. Um, all of that kind of works together to what you said. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a young parent as well. I've got, you know, young kids who have come to mountain games and it, hearing that, hearing you say it is awesome because it's something we've we've really worked towards. And I think we'll continue to work towards. And I think it was the right decision. Um, and not to say that we won't bring back free ride mountain biking in a big way at some point, we're certainly considering it. Cause I think both, both can exist, coexist with each other. Um, but continuing to add youth opportunities and entertainment and animation and competition is something that we'll, we'll continue to do. That's super cool. Cause the other, the other thing too, is I'm trying to even really think off the top of my head. There's, I don't think there really exists anything on the scale that you guys are. And at the premium level that, that the mountain games are, that really is super family friendly and, and family oriented. Like you've got the huge events, like the Red Bull Rampage that that you and like the Adidas Sickline did it. And I mean, there's been there's been tons of different events over the years that that have been that like pinnacle event, but they're usually super like hardcore. They're not that family friendly version as well. Yeah, I think that's our sweet spot, man. I like you nailed it. You know what I mean? There, there's yeah, whether it's a music festival or or a or a cycling or a whitewater or or a big or a marathon, you know, whatever. There, there's all sorts of awesome events. I feel like we found a pretty sweet niche um, with the festival atmosphere, the family friendliness. The I mean, we have you know a significant six figure prize purse, uh, you know, across ten to twelve different sports, thirty different competitions. Um, so there's money to be made. There's exposure to be had through our marketing and media partners. Um, yeah, we've definitely created something that, that, uh, that Val can be proud of and, and that the, the mountain games community can be proud of. That's amazing. Um, so to kind of dive more into the nuts and bolts of it, because I, again, I've been to many different events and I've even, you know, hosted a couple and, and put on a couple events myself, much much, much smaller grassroots level events. How are you able to pull this off with 30 plus events, a music festival every night, you know, a multitude of TV shows, thousands of competitors and, and even more spectators. And that doesn't even mention, you know, building the whole infrastructure and then keeping those 150 sponsors and the town of Vail all happy. Like, how are you able to pull all of that off? There must be a massive team. I wish. <laughs> um, it, the answer is, yeah, it, it's the people, right? And, and and it's our partners. And this, when we bought this thing from Joel, it was not a year round event. You know what I mean? Like we, I think that first year, I think we started planning it in March and it, you know what I mean? And it was in June, like it was way smaller at the time. And, 
It's a year-round event for our organization now. We have uh, an unbelievable team across kind of marketing sales operations is really the core. And it's really only about 12 to 15 people full-time. And we work on other things as well, but this is a big year-round focus for us. We balloon up. Um, We are a nonprofit, so we're able to engage a significant volunteer base, and we rely on those volunteers heavily come event time and and the the window leading up to and after. And we also have significant event contractors and, and hired guns and partners, if you will. And across all of these different sports, too, we've we've built ourselves on this model of what we refer to as specialists. And so we're not the the experts in climbing or running or cycling or whitewater per se. We all like to do these things, but we're not professionals at those sports specifically. So we're bringing on partners and specialists who really live and breathe those sports and those competitions to help us from that standpoint. Um, and then that's just one component of it. So, you know, we're, we're bringing in doc dogs. They live and breathe. Dock, dog, dog, dock diving all year round. We're bringing in a whitewater specialist. We're partnering with the Vale Rec District to help us with our trail events. We've got great landlords and partners in the town of Vale and the resort, Vale Resort. So it, again, it's it's an army of partners and, and we balloon up come event time. And this thing, put this year aside because this year hopefully is an anomaly and, and we'll never have to do what we're doing now again. I mean, we had to make a really tough decision in January, whether we were going to go with June or not, or whether we were going to cancel or postpone. And we are, we're going to be one of the first kind of bigger mass gathering outdoor events in the country, I think next weekend. And we feel really confident that we're going to do it safely, but yeah, we never want to do that again. We want to get back to kind of normal and in 2022 and, um, it's a beast of a project to manage, you know, from a budgetary standpoint to operations, to marketing, Um, but it's about the people. And I go back to what I started with. And if you don't have the right team in place, it all falls apart. If you can have a core group who are passionate and and know what they're doing, um, anything's possible. That's amazing. I, I totally agree that doing anything on scale, it really comes down to the people, the partners, and, and just having all of that in place because you can't be the, the specialist. You can't be the expert in every field. So I think even like Elon Musk isn't an expert in, in you know, aerospace or rockets or like all that kind of stuff. He brings in those specialists and those experts in that field. So I think that's super cool that you guys have done that same kind of aspect of just bringing in those top people for each aspect itself. Yeah, he's a visionary. And and for us, this event, there aren't, we don't deal with a bunch of governing bodies. Um, a lot of, you know, use uh, the International Ski Federation as an example, or, you know, the International Federation of Sport Climbing, right? There's all sorts of them. Um, we only really work with one at Mountain Games, typically in a, in a normal year, which is climbing. So what that does is it it gives our team creative control and and it allows us to try new things. And we don't have to, we're not um, strapped to a 140 page rule book dictated by some international governing body, which a lot of sports are. And so it allows us to get funky at times and and try new things. And, and again, and that's what I think that's what we love about it the most. Not that we don't love our world cup ski race and doing things with governing bodies involved. Those events are great as well. Um, But being able to kind of really say, Hey, this event isn't working or, Hey, what do we think about adding this or tweaking this? 
and being able to make that decision in a snap is, is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And I, I think there's something super powerful about that because I too have like, I've, I've been to a lot of events that are, that are governed by a big governing body and they're awesome too. And they're great. But to have that creative control, especially in something like whitewater where you're in nature's element, you know what I mean? Like some years water levels are high, some years they're low. So let's get creative on what we're going to do here. Or let's switch up the location or this or that and the other thing. And I, I, I think you guys have done a phenomenal job with that. And, and honestly, I, I'm stoked to hear that you guys enjoy that creative control as well. Cause for me, that's always one of my favorite things is that you don't have that like almost golden handcuffs. Um, and that you, you have that creative control to kind of do what you wish. Yeah, we love it. Love it. And, you know, we've made music a bigger focus in re, you know, in the last five, seven years. And, and, you know, we've picked up the art, you know, component of the games. And again, it's, it's something that we really like. We like to try things. We're bringing in a pod, another pod, you know, a different podcast this year. We're doing a live uh, TV show this year for the first time ever with outside television. You know, we get to try things, and and hopefully they're 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 it's an educated decision, and and we're setting ourselves up for success. But there are times that we do stuff that doesn't work, and we're like, well, that's out of that's out for next year, and and we pivot. And so, but we love that aspect of it. That's awesome. Kind of talking about pivoting, and, and we you briefly kind of touched on it, but last year, obviously, you know, going through this global pandemic, uh, you guys eventually had to kind of call it. It seemed like we were trying as hard as we could to kind of either postpone it or, or whatever. And, and you guys eventually had to switch, switch gears and kind of turn it into the online virtual event, which I thought was super cool. Um, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about, you know, having to adapt with the times and, and kind of what goes into that? Yeah, it's been a year of, planning and replanning. I mean, there's, and zooming and zooming our lives away on video. You know what I mean? I mean, it's been a, it's been a year where you literally think something's going to happen and then everything changes. Um, yeah, we tried to keep it afloat last year because we were, we were fully planned. I mean, we were set up in 2020 to have a massive GoPro mountain games. I mean, from the water levels to the concert lineup, to the athlete registrations that we had, to the partners and the marketing. I mean, it was truly set up to be a very, very big one. We all felt it on March 5th, 6th, 7th, you know what I mean? Like that yep. week. Um, and then we were like, oh man. And so we, we tried our best to keep it afloat. We, uh, you know, and it was just new territory for everyone in the world. And so we postponed, originally, first we postponed, you know, then we canceled the postponement. We pivoted to some smaller virtual stuff, which was fine, but it ain't the same. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, the beauty of the mountain games is being able to hug and high five and, you know, and and get outside together. And um, and so and, and then in the year that's followed, you know, since the end of last summer, we've stayed very busy um, doing other things. We've kept kind of our entertainment venues open to a degree. Um, with very socially distanced concerts and events throughout the winter. And even last summer, we've done some new stuff. Um, so we as an organization have stayed really busy with Mountain Games. While we planned through the fall and winter, we also kind of like sat back and waited and didn't, you know, we, we weren't in the position to make any big decisions. And right. so when we came out of the holidays, um, that was go time for us. And we were like, all right. And it was still really dark days around the world. Like it was January and February were dark days. And so that's when I mentioned it earlier, like we were faced with a really big decision is like, 
because this event is truly funded by really sponsors and partners. It, we're not selling tickets. We have a little bit of F&B revenue and some athlete registration revenue, but GoPro and GMC and Pacifico and all of our brand partners down to the little vendors are truly funding this. And so how can we keep an event in June of 2021 if we can't have our sponsors out there or if we, you know, if we can't have people, if we can only do athletes? So again, we, we had some really tough meetings you know there's probably five of us involved and in january and ultimately what we decided was hey let's talk to our partners let's talk to gopro and and we were talking to them throughout but we had some difficult conversations with our bigger partners and said hey are you willing to stay with us you know if we if we kind of put our eggs in the june basket we know it's going to be different but we think we got a shot Will you stay with us if you can't be there, if it's more athlete centric, if it's more media centric? And we probably talked to 25 to 30 of our bigger partners. And I think we lost one. And so that was powerful. And I think it speaks to the power of the Mountain Games brand that we built over 19 years that Joel started and we've kind of taken the reins on. And and so having 25 or whatever brands say, look, we're with you, man, do, do it. We'll, we'll stay on as you, you can keep our money if we paid or we'll still pay you. We'll figure out a way to make this work. So then we started talking to people like you, Nick, like athletes and other partners and thinking, hey, we think we want to do this. We think what we want to do is announce it in March and we want to just announce the baseline. We want to announce what we know we can do, which I don't know, it wasn't that much, you know, maybe in March, like there were still so many unknowns, but the hope was that if we just could get it, announce it and get the budget to a place where maybe we could get to a break even, we felt like if the new administration and the vaccine rollout continues in a positive, you know, in a positive direction, we had the potential to normalize over the kind of March, April, May months. And we that's what's happened and so um we've continuously made adjustments since march since when we announced on march 5th to to kind of normalize we're bringing sponsors back we're lifting protocols we're adding you know adding events back like the eight ball which we weren't going to do we're we're moving venues back to where they originally were supposed to be but we had moved them out into the middle of nowhere because we didn't want people to show up you know so all of these things we've done over the last three months has gotten to us place where gotten us to a place where we feel pretty damn excited you know about about next week and we're still going to miss climbing we're still you know we're still kind of losing some bigger spectator events just because we didn't have the ability to bring back some massive events. We would have need to made that call in March. And at the time we couldn't make that call. And so it'll be different this year, but I think we're still expecting really big crowds. We've got a great number of athletes. We've got a lot going on. And so that's kind of been how the, the year has flown in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's, it's awesome because for me too, I'm just stoked that it's happening again. And I think a lot of people are, and I think that's where a lot of the excitement with, with the athletes and spectators and brands too. everybody just kind of like, man, let's, let's try to, you know, get it back off the ground because my biggest fear was, you know, in the pandemic, so many people shut their doors, whether it be, you know, a small business or whether it be events, like people got hit hard. And then some of those just never reopen. 
And that was our fear. Yeah. yeah. That was one of our biggest things is if we cancel for a second year in a row, it becomes exponentially harder to return. I'm sorry, but there are a lot of partners of ours that wouldn't be with us had we canceled two years in a row. And so it continue, but it was a very big, big factor for us. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's just what I've seen too. And, and, and for me, I, I'm, glad that you guys were on that same page. Cause that was just always my biggest fear is like, man, if they cancel two years in a row, like, does that mean it's gone? Cause I, cause I've seen that with other events, uh, in our sport and, and in other sports as well, where it's, and I'm not trying to be selfish here. Like, I don't want us to obviously do something that's dangerous that, you know, puts society at risk because I want to go kayaking or I want to do an event or anything like that. But, but I was stoked to see that you guys were willing to take that, take that on as like, as I don't know, an obstacle and be like, okay, how can we overcome this with the limitations that are, that are at play? And how can we just make anything happen? Even if it's just, you know, like what you were saying at first back in March or even maybe even like January, where it was going to be like kind of just athlete centric. And then, and then it was like, as things started to open up, that's where, you know, everybody started getting back included and that inclusivity really opened up a lot, which was also super cool to see. Um, but I just, I, again, I'm just stoked that, that you guys kind of were like taking on the challenge because there's no question that, that it was a challenge with a whole bunch of hurdles in, in your way of like, well, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this. And there's all these limitations and it's a lot easier to just lay down. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot easier to just be like, nah, it's too much work. And I, I'm just, I'm stoked that you guys took that on. Absolutely. And and on the, you know, on the co- on the pandemic topic too, we, we've been lucky in the sense that because of the kind of uniqueness and diversity of properties underneath the Vale Valley Foundation, which is the organization that I work for and that owns the mountain games, because of our position in the community of Eagle County, we've really been uh, in lockstep with public uh, Eagle County public health, as well as the state of Colorado public health throughout the entire pandemic. We've led steering committees and task forces and, and helped with reopening, you know, across uh, the county throughout the entire 16 months. And so it, it, we had the confidence of leaders within the healthcare space. There's a very sophisticated healthcare system in, with Vail Health in, in Vail. And so when we were making these kind of decisions to go forward with June, we were having those conversations with the the leadership of of the various public health agencies. And we were planning to do everything in lockstep with their guidance and and, and the the regulations that were within the state of Colorado and within the uh, Eagle County. And so um, that gave us kind of the confidence, you know, at least from a safety and protocol standpoint, that look, we know we can do this. We've been aligned with you guys the entire time. We've hosted concert. We've done things that other organizations haven't done that, you know, and, and so, and now that we've been lifting protocols, it, it just feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. What was it last? Was it last week that Colorado officially lifted a lot of the protocols statewide? Yeah. We made an announcement on like, it was a little long. It was two weeks ago. It was like the okay. 18th or 19th of May when we made the announcement where, hey, we're, we're open. That's awesome. So yeah, I guess now that we're, you know, fully open, we've kind of been talking a lot about how you guys have over, you know, been overcoming these obstacles through the pandemic and everything that's been going on. Tell us a little bit, what do we expect going into the GoPro Mountain Games next week? Because we're less than a week away, right? 
It's a week away from today. We kick yeah. off next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, we've got a Doc Dogs National Championship, which we're pumped about. I mean, the dogs are always usually number one on the survey from, you know, favorite spectator events. We'll have dogs jumping all four days in Lion's Head Village. Uh, we will have about six. We scaled down our sponsor village, um, which is uh, re normally referred to as Gear Town. It's a farmer's market of gear. And normally we have about 150 sponsors and vendors actually activating in Vail throughout all of our different venues, we'll have about 60 this year. So we, we consciously scaled that down. We wanted to give people space this year. And, and, and there are a lot of brands that are still on travel restrictions and just couldn't yeah. swing it, right? So, um, but we'll have about 60 vendors on site. We will have multiple smaller kind of stages in the villages, Lion's Head and Vale for daytime music throughout the day. We're bringing out um, two amazing well, artists and athletes, but Chris Benchettler and Skywalker are artist collaborators. They will be in Vail Village uh, across four days, creating a really unique mural. We will have multiple bars set up um, throughout the event for people to grab a beverage and snacks. We, um, we obviously have uh, $125,000 in prize money across various run events, bike events, whitewater, NSUP, I lump those together, yep. um, yoga, fishing, um, slack, uh, disc golf. Um, so we have a, we, we are still taking red and dogs, dog events as well. So we have an, you can still register on, on mountaingames.com. We have yonder mountain string band playing Thursday night, at the Gerald Ford amphitheater, which is our amphitheater that we own and operate in Vail. And we've got two nights of Bob Weir and Wolf Brothers on Friday, June 11th and Saturday, June 12th, which is completely sold out. But we'll be live streaming all of those concerts as well. Wow. Um, we've got our outside TV partners doing a live show, Salema Masakela, um, the voice of the X Games for, I don't know, two decades is coming out as one of our hosts um, of our live show, which will air on outside TV plus. Um, and then we got Vail, we got the, you know, we got the mountains, we got the rivers, we got hopefully have beautiful weather, we could use a little more water in that river right now, but we're going to make the best of it regardless and, and we're, uh, we're ready and we've got people coming, occupancy rates in the hotels are looking good. Um, we're hoping to see a bunch of people come up from the front range and, and surrounding areas and um, we're hoping to celebrate a return to events or to kick off the summer. and. Um, you know, just kind of get back to normal and high five and smile. That's awesome. Well, I love all of that lineup. Uh, I know our family in particular is super stoked. I think literally my son has been asking me since Christmas or maybe even before, like, when do we get to go back to that place that has the hotel with those waffles where you could put the whipped cream and the strawberries on top? <laughs> anyway, they're, they're stoked. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, if last weekend for us was any indicator, we were at uh, Buena Vista for the Paddle Fest, which is a much smaller event, but they brought in um, they brought in a live band there and it was a huge showing and everybody was just stoked to be outside and recreating and having fun and, and communicating and like just, I don't know, just to be able to talk to people and, and see people. And I don't know, it was after this past year that, that I think we've all gone through, which has been a heck of a year. I think it was just, a, it was like a huge weight lifted from everybody's shoulders. So I think, I think everybody is going to be stoked and ready to have a good time in Vail. 
And as far as the water goes, you know, I'm still, I'm an eternal optimist, but uh, I believe, you know, there's still some snow up in the mountains and the evenings have been cold. So it might just be like, as long as the weather stays good and it just gets warm at the right time, we might just have like optimal river levels. And I don't know, I'm, I'm keeping those fingers crossed, I guess. I'm optimistic too. And honestly, mother nature is someone you can't really negotiate or argue with. So what's Yep. going to be will be, and we're going to make the best of it regardless. And yeah, I mean, masks, you know, while we respect everyone, right. Who will, will be in a mask, there will be, we are expecting large crowds. They're optional this year. And we're at a point of personal responsibility, if you will. And, and so um, I can't wait to talk to people without my mask on <laughs> at the GoPro Mountain Games this year. And, you know, those who are wearing them will obviously will show as much uh, will, are, are respected and, and um, but it's, we are expecting some crowds and some, some great people and, and a lot of, a lot of things to do. So I can't wait to see you, man. I'll see you in a few days. Awesome. Yeah, well, I can't wait as well. Dave, I'm going to move us on to the next section of the show that we call the fire round, and it's, it's the final section of the show. And I'm just going to fire a couple quick questions off at you that I ask all of our guests. Dave, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? It's about the journey, not the destination. I love that. Yeah, you, you try and enjoy it along the way. I mean, Mountain Games is a perfect example. Next weekend's going to go by in a blink. You gotta, you gotta enjoy all, even though the planning is hard. And but you gotta enjoy it, the the whole thing, not just you know, not just the destination. That's it's so true because no matter what that destination is, it really, whether you like, eventually you Getting know you there, stick at getting it. there is is half the fun, if not more. You know. Exactly, and and overcoming those obstacles too are are arguably you know as memorable as as whatever the destination would be itself. So Can be powerful, yeah. yeah, um, Dave, what might be a lesson that you've learned recently, whether it be through success or through a mistake? Guns and Roses song. All we need is just a little patience, man. Uh, I tell myself that all the time and, um, you know, slow yourself down, exercise patience, react slowly. It's hard to do. Sometimes we live in a, a world that's fast and furious and information is fast and furious. Take a deep breath, slow yourself down, think things through. Um, it's a strategy I try and try and live by as best I can. <laughs> That's awesome. I just gonna say I love that. And, and I, I definitely struggle with patience in, you know, in my life a lot and definitely Parenthood in parenting. too, parenthood Yeah. too, man. I'm gonna have to listen to some more Guns N' Roses. <laughs> we all should, everyone should. Yeah. Um, Dave, do you by chance have a favorite book or current book that you're reading? Or even maybe <laughs> something that you're listening to, whether it's a podcast or, or kind of anything that's inspired you along the way? yeah, I'm I'm at the very end of uh, Barbarian Days, A Surfing Life, uh, which was a I think it was a book from four years ago. Uh, Bill Finnegan, an author who's I'm a, I'm an avid surfer, so. Um, getting to the very end of that biography, which is a really great one. And from a podcast standpoint, I'm a true, uh, and I really only get to listen to podcasts on flights, which I take a, a decent amount of flights, but I'm a true crime guy, you know, so I'm kind of, you know, searching for true crime stuff on, on the podcast side. Yeah. Is that serial or what, what true crime do you listen to? A bunch. Serial was the one that got me hooked, though, probably Yeah. five or six years ago, whatever it was. And, you know, there's a great one I had re recently was to live and die in L.A. Um, but there, there's been a bunch that I've listened to. I kind of browse the, the charts, if you will, and, and kind of read some reviews and kind of pull in, you know, listen to what I can.
Very cool. What's the podcast? Just out of curiosity, that'll be at the show or at the games as well. Yeah, we're we're bringing out. Um, it's a the parent company is Ravel Media, R A V E L, and the, the the podcast is She Explores. Cool. And it's uh, all female centric. It's about empowering women, and it's a bunch of badass women who who lead the who run the She Explores brand, and that all of the subjects or interviewees are are women. Uh, a lot of them touch the outdoor industry, if you will, or, or living active outdoor lifestyles, I should say. Um, so they'll be on site doing a mini series, uh, kind of She Explores GoPro Mountain Games collaboration podcast. It'll be four short episodes um, that will drop about a week or two after the Mountain Games um, through the She Ex- through and wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Very cool. Definitely. I'll have to check out that as well. Um Dave, if you could go back in time to any time in your life and give yourself one piece of advice, what might it be? That's a great question. Um, I would, I would have, well, I would have moved to North County, San Diego earlier and bought real estate up here earlier than I did <laughs> is one. I, it's a, it's kind of a cop out of an answer. Um, but I, li- I live in Carlsbad and, and I moved here with my wife uh, in 2015. And, and I, I wish I had moved here in, in about 10 years prior. The other one is also real estate centric. Had I known I'd be working in Eagle County, Colorado for 13 years full time and going back and forth, I would have also bought a place in Eagle or Edwards, Colorado about 10 years ago. (laughs) So real estate investing is the advice I'd give myself. Do it, do it then. (laughs) That's so funny because Emily and I were literally talking about this morning uh, because we've kind of gotten into some real estate investing as well, but um, on a much smaller scale than both California and, and Vail. Um, and we were just saying like, man, I wish we would have gotten into this a couple years earlier. I think about it all. And I've got, a, I own a place in Carlsbad here and I'm, we love our house, but man, if, if you just kind of pulled the trigger when, you know, a few years earlier, cause right now it's bonkers in both, not just, it's all over the place bonkers, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. It, it almost reminds me of the saying like, you know, when's the best time to get into real estate 30 years ago? When's the second best time today? Like, or yesterday or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave, if you were to leave this earth today, And everything that you've done, all the events, all the media, just all the incredible stuff that you've done was to leave with you. And all you were left with was a pen and a piece of paper, and you could write down three truths, three things that you believe to be true. This could be for your friends and family. Um, It could be for just the world uh, as just like three things that you wish to pass on. What would those three things be? One would be that I I think people are inherently kind and good more so than the opposite. Um, And I think that I think living your life that, hey, this is going to work out, whether it's just an optimistic approach in general, that would be one. Um, Two, I would tell my kids to explore more. Um, You know, it's something as for me growing up. I grew up in New York and, and I didn't travel as much as I would have liked to as a young, as a younger person. Um, I started traveling heavily as I got into my later teens, but um, explore more. The world is an un- unbelievable place and, and getting outside and, and experiencing different cultures and experiences, I think is one of the most fulfilling things you can do. Um, number three is cliched, but if you like what you do, 
you ain't working. And, and I like what I do. I'm passionate about my, our organization, our events, our, the music, the, everything we do, the, the youth education efforts. Um, so if, if you like what you do from a work standpoint, life is way better. I love all three of those and agree, you know, in my heart of hearts with, with all of that advice, especially the explore more. I mean, as soon as I was the same way, as soon as I was able to explore and see the world and just realize that it's so much bigger and there's so like just how people live differently, culture, food, all this different stuff. It's when you're stuck in one spot, you're the world is fairly small and, and somewhat limited. So I love that advice. Dave, Thank you so much for for your time, for this conversation, and for putting on the event. I'm I'm very excited uh, for next week. But I also try to add as much value as I can with every show. So is there something that you're focusing on right now that I could possibly help out with or maybe even my listeners? I think you are probably one of our top ambassadors of Stoke, and you have been for a really long time. I ask that you continue to, to kind of, you know, speak as you do and, and, and tell people, you know, word of mouth is, is key. And especially when it's coming from someone like yourself, your, and your family is unbelievable. So continuing to kind of work with us as you do, we are, we're super grateful for the relationship, Nick. I mean, it, it goes back a long ways and, um, your name comes up constantly within our meetings and, 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 uh, and we're, we're proud to know you. And so just, yeah, continuing to, to be who you are is, is good enough with us. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, for anybody out there that's listening, Dave, that wants to either follow you, you know, check out what you're doing, or also just follow along with the Mountain Games, what might be the best place for someone to kind of follow along? Yeah, for sure. Our, our, if, if anyone's curious about the Vale Valley Foundation, vvf.org. Um, mountain games where we got a week, a week to go. We're still, people can still register. People can still compete mountaingames.com. You can get all the event information. You can register, you can look at the schedule, everything. Um, and then our, uh, we own two amazing entertainment venues. The Gerald Ford Amphitheater in Vail has a full summer lineup of concerts and, and programming grfavail.com. And we also own an amazing indoor performing arts center, the Villar Center in Beaver Creek, Colorado. Villar, V-I-L-A-R-P-A-C.org for uh, their schedule and calendar as well. So come on out, hang out with us in the mountains, see a show, um, check us out. And, uh, and yeah, very grateful for the time, Nick. Awesome. Final question for you, Dave. What is your definition of awesome? My definition of awesome is being passionate and happy and get and, and doing what you love, you know, whatever that may be. It's it, seriously, whether it's a sport, whether it's art, whether it's education, whether it's music, whether it's whittling wood, uh, you know, just as long as you're, you're passionate about what you do. And um, to me, that's the definition. That truly is awesome. And the cool part is you could probably find all of that at the GoPro Mountain Games. So yeah, I definitely, again, am stoked to be there. If you guys are listening and you're anywhere even in the vicinity or even anywhere in the nation, come over, check it out. It's going to be a good time. Come say hi to me if you guys want. And yeah, I highly encourage everybody to come either spectate, to compete, and share the stoke because uh, I think everybody's going to be pretty stoked out there. If you guys got any value out of this, which I'm, I'm 
fairly certain that you probably did. Uh, please, if you could share this out with just one other person, it would help greatly as we're trying to build our community and our collective and share this out. So thank you all for listening and for tuning in. I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.